that, baby! But here, I've met a lot of people and I've played some too. And there's one thing I know, people like to talk. <laughs> it's the Spudcast. That's where you at. Hey, where baby? How y'all making the semen? Thanks for joining me here on the Spudcast Podcast. I'm talking out my ass to Adrian Bruno, the man who's got so many irons in the fire. He's with uh, Strategic uh, Presidio Strategic Solutions, and he comes up with all kinds of things. So one of the things I've talked to him about before is uh, privatizing the sewage and water board. And after the last uh, round of screw-ups and busted pipes and pumps running backwards, I figure it's a conversation worth having again. So here on the Spudcast, Adrian Bruno talking out my ass right after this. Are you ready to launch? The American Space Alliance wants to accelerate and support space exploration for the benefit of all Americans, and not just for national pride. You know how many products are created by and for NASA that we use every day? Scratch-resistant lenses, dust busters, LASIK eye surgery, solar cells, firefighting equipment, LEDs, insulin pumps. The list just keeps on growing, and it needs to keep on growing, because the next generation of space exploration has arrived and the American Space Alliance and NASA want you to be involved. You can follow ASA on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Go to exploreasa.org to find out more. Hey, what you gonna do this weekend? You can't go dancing and go to the show because the Corona Cootie's back with a vengeance. Oh, I got an idea. Go fishing. Yeah, get yourself a licensed and insured guide on lasaltwater.com. They got a guide for everything and every place. Inshore fishing, offshore fishing, fly fishing, kayak fishing, bow fishing, you name it fishing. And at LASaltwater.com, there's pictures and videos galore from all the happy fishermen and women and kids. And don't be the one that got away. Go to LASaltwater.com and book your charter today. Does the sound of thunder strike fear in your home? There's only one sure way to fix a flooding problem. Home Team Elevation. End the worry. Stop insurance rate hikes. Get your flooding problem fixed now with the Home Team Advantage. Experienced, hands-on, local owners. You want design choices? On the Home Team, you're the MVP. So don't wait. Elevate with Home Team Elevation because the flood stops here. Get your free quote at 3011222. or go to hometeamelevation.com. Okay, joining me now is my buddy Adrian Bruno, uh, whose daddy is uh, y'all. Y'all had a crappy Mardi Gras, hey? Eddie. I mean, you know, y'all had all that stuff ready to go with Endymion and everything, and decided to like put everything aside. I'm sure everybody is kind of depressed and drinking more and shit like that, or what? It, it was no, it was no good, but uh, you know, it was one of the more depressing Endymions of my life. Which is the the one thing you look forward to. The whole year is depressing. Except for your good solid two weeks of Mardi Gras and the big Demi and extravaganza, and now none of that happened. And so there you go. How many? How many floats? I didn't make it to that thing in the park. How many floats did Endymion and kick in for the thing in the park? Did y'all put up any or what? We did. We uh, we put our we put one of our floats in there, which is uh the uh, it's the old captain's float, which oh. now serves as the it's the, I believe the officer's float. And uh, yeah, but that's a nice float. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's really it's four floats what it is yeah um it's, it's not just one tandem four links long um so that was that was our contribution and i think the other contribution is my dad functioned as the lawyer on behalf of all the crews and working with city park and getting it done too so there was a little bit of a bartering of legal services going on i believe mm, well did you get like a, a bag of hickory nuts and a bunch of collard greens that's what i would want i think so my kids went out there they absolutely loved it um i couldn't get tickets 
I interviewed I interviewed uh, the guy on on uh, on the Spudcast and uh, fiddle farted around and went over there and, and my tickets were scooped up by somebody, so I didn't make it. It went quick. Yeah, but anyway, well, that's not what I asked you to come on about because I've had more than one conversation about you on the radio and now on the podcast. Uh, I've had more than one conversation with you about. We're going to rag on we're going to rag on the sewage and water board, but the fact of the matter is, there's a lot of cities around the country about New Orleans size or maybe smaller that um well I mean they privatize pretty much everything the cops the fire department the EMS they don't but all the regular city services like streets and water and things like that I mean they they're privatizing it and it's like they're getting a much better service the city still has say so but as long as the private companies deliver the city leaves them alone and lets them worry more about you know, the quality of life of the people who voted for him. Yeah. Um, the, the first resounding and major problem that we have from a, a standpoint of history, the Sewage and Water Board was set up way back in the day because there was a Reconstruction government here and there were, there were people here that wanted to have their own subdivision away from them. So it was a political power play. Now, Fast forward to now. The Sewage and Water Board is a politician's dream, okay? It has no master, technically. But the mayor of New Orleans is the president ex officio of the Sewage and Water Board. So if you ask me, we should be holding the mayor of the city of New Orleans accountable. But some type of unicorn horn, fairy fart, uh, magic dust has been sprinkled, and you know, every time there's a problem with the sewage and water board, it's duck and deflect. And mm-hmm. we wind up, the politicians love it. They stick a, lots of people there that are completely unqualified to have the jobs that they have. And we've well, had, didn't, they, didn't they all of a sudden stick in a bunch of like engineers and hydrologists and things like that on the sewage and water? I know they, it used to be nothing but cronies, but. No, no. Was, so that was the levy board that did that. The levy board used to be a maven of patronage and uh, cronyism. And then they passed law in the legislature that said you have to be an engineer or, and then they have two, John Barry, who wrote Rising Tide, was on the board for a while. I don't know if he still is. Um, You would think there was a lot of talk about doing that at the Sewage and Water Board and then when, you know, they had the deep dive investigations and you had, um, you know, a bunch of the board members resigned, albeit they resigned with amazing huge retirements uh, and a lump sum payment to, to, to get off. One member got paid $625,000 and she had zero qualifications to be anywhere near that entity. And so now, you know, it's, it's a situation of, and, and, and look, I've said it before, I'll say it again. I'm not the person that likes to bitch without bringing solutions. I went to the mayor and met with her on her surface drainage problem, which is a catch basin. So I'll get back to that in a second. I brought another solution to the mayor and her crew for the actual infrastructure, the pipes, the equipment at the pump stations, all of that. I got a bunch of lip service, and frankly, they stole the technology from the company that I brought in 
to look at the surface drainage, which is a catch basin. That company was a group of, you know, Marine veterans, friends of mine. They surveyed 900 catch basins, surely upon, strictly on their goodwill in Orleans Parish, and they found a 42% discrepancy rate with the city's contractor. The city's contractor had lied to the city, taken a picture of, you know, whatever catch basin that they, they cleaned out and claimed it was another catch basin in the city. So of those 900, nearly 400 of them, the city had been lied to because my guys went out there and the thing was a brick. You know, it had this, I call it New Orleans, I call it sewerage adobe, okay? <laughs> they, they had like a, an amalgamation of beads and cans and some type of swamp mud that drains off of our streets, and they should be using this stuff like, some type of concrete out in the middle of nowhere, man, because I tell you what, my guys had jackhammers and they had those those water uh the pressure washers. Yeah. On the, they had it set to the setting that if it went across your arm, it would sever your arm. And it could so still it's still cut and cut. That's what they dealt with. So there's that. And then uh I've heard the privatization argument a number of times. Here's the bottom line which you run into. The politicians all get scared. Oh my god, all these jobs are gonna go away. So I said, Okay, I found a solution. I found a company that was willing to come in, replace all of the equipment, replace all of the infrastructure, the pumps, uh work with Intergy on getting pumps that don't operate off of a power structure from nineteen ten, Spud. Yeah. The twenty five watt come thing. in. Yeah, and it's like a lease. It's a lease back to the city, but their maintenance costs decline because they handle all the maintenance. So at the end of the day, they'd have to go and it's not privatization. It's simply, you know, having an entity come in and replace all the equipment, and then the city just pays that back over time. But you have brand new equipment. This company walks away with a huge tax write-off. They're exceedingly happy. Okay, mm -hmm. they do these huge infrastructure projects in cities. But the bottom line is, is that the sewage and water board, until all the residents, and I got talked to a guy this week who got a hundred grand bill. Yeah, I saw that. A, a residential account with a hundred grand was the bill. Until everybody gets mad enough to where they go to the city council and the mayor and they say, enough is enough. Why do you keep coming to us two days before a rain event and telling us how bad the system is instead of fixing the system? Yeah, you know, with $100,000 for that one guy, he should be able to fix most of it. All right. I mean, so the bottom line is is that, look, Sewage and Water Board needs to be taken away as a political peach. It needs to be moved underneath the Department of Public Works. And then what they need to do is they need to go and contract to a public-private partnership and have one of these companies come in and over the next 10 years uh, first things first, replace the pump infrastructure and equipment, hook it into Entergy, and then let's go throughout the city and zones and prioritize what needs to get fixed and where and replaced. And let's go on a 10-year program of replacing all of our drainage infrastructure. That's the other problem is we've been the, – the politicians keep sticking people in these jobs there, but clearly it's not working. People are still getting bills that are 100 grand. You know the, the 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 pump in Lakeview went down. Yeah, I saw that. Tuesday night, we all woke up to a lake in Lakeview. We saw it, and it's like, when are people just going to have enough and and start focusing fire at the city council 
and the mayor, because they're the ones that can change this, aha, but also the legislation has to be changed at the state level because the Sewage and Water Board is actually a state entity that is lorded over by the city. Well, then why, I mean, so if the, it's, it, then, then just go straight to the state. Why, why even deal with, of course, I mean, the, 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 the state legislators from the New Orleans, from New Orleans, Orleans Parish, yeah, of course, they're going to be banging a drum because they're in there. But the fact of the matter is, how much money does the state end up pumping into New Orleans? And I know, exactly. look, I've, I've spoke, I've spoke with, uh, with former, you know, members of the of, uh, city council in Orleans Parish, and they're going, hey, you know what? If the state would let us keep the money we generate instead of having to give all of it back to the state and let us keep just part of it, then we would be able to fix all our own problems. And it's the same argument the state has with the feds. If we'd be able to keep... Uh, uh, a fair amount of the oil tax revenue from because it comes across our shores instead of just some pittance that, well, I mean, we ain't even getting our 35% anymore, I don't think. So if we were able to keep our own money, maybe they'd fix that. But I'm, I don't think the track record of the city is going to bear that out. If you let the city keep all that money, who knows where it's going to end up, you know? So. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Uh, all right, wait, I got to step away for a second. Back with more with uh, Adrian Bruno uh, talking out my ass on the Spudcast right after this. Spud here. You know, the last couple of years, I got to be buddies with attorney Mike Brandner, the guy Gambit readers have voted the state's best lawyer two years running. Yeah, he, he's been on that super lawyers list longer than I can remember. But you don't make it number one on those lists because you have witty commercials. You make it because you treat your clients like they're number one. And that's what Mike Brander does. His clients are like his friends. He helps them through the tough times until he can get them a big check from the big insurance companies. So if you're in a wreck, get the big guy in your corner. Get Mike Brandner, 345-1111. Do you know what it means to miss New Orleans? The next time you have to travel, take along a couple of pounds of Parish coffee, and you won't be missing New Orleans for long. Brewed right here in the land of coffee lovers, Parish coffee has the taste you're looking for. From dark roast to coffee and chicory to flavored coffees like Bananas Foster or Bourbon Pecan, French vanilla or king cake, or you name it, Parish Coffee has a flavor just right for you. Look for the bright purple bag in the coffee aisle of your favorite market, or order it online, have it sent right to your door. What a perfect gift for any coffee aficionado. Sip the soul of New Orleans in every cup of Parish Coffee. It's summertime, summertime, some, some, summertime, and that means hurricanes and heat. So how are you going to handle it this year? How about with a brand new whole house generator and an upgraded AC system from Serentine Refrigeration? My power went out during Hurricane Zeta for 10 whole seconds. Then my Serentine service generator kicked in. We were even able to run extension cords to the neighbor. And Serentine will keep your AC running smooth and cool even in the dead of August. Call Serentine today, 504-833-8831. 833-8831, tell them Spud sent you. And we're back on the Spudcast talking with uh, Adrian Bruno of uh, Presidio Strategic Solutions, who, I mean, how many different irons you got in the fire going on right now, Adrian? Not, not, count, not counting Mardi Gras. Here's it. I want to fix the city of New Orleans, one, because the city needs leadership. We have a severe lack of leadership at the helm. Uh, that's one of my irons. That, 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 is, that is my interest because I'm from here. And I want I want the city to be better. But more specifically, if you want to know what I do, what I it's I call it solution-based governmental consulting. Um, I have one association that deals with disaster services and responding to disaster. I have another association that deals in the veterans 
uh, health world in the and it deals a lot with um, you know legalization of cannabis and having research studies done as to how that affects PTSD and the chronic pain. Uh, I'm tired of seeing veterans commit suicide. The other thing I deal with is I've been a little kid. I'm fascinated with the space program, so uh, I've been uniquely involved, and I have an association that deals with the new players in the space industry mm-hmm. uh, and, and and so forth. You and I have talked about oh, and, Mardi and, Gras Alliance. Yeah, that's, uh, so that's, that's it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Explore Alliance. Yeah, so I mean, full disclosure, um, this organization that uh, Adrian has is the sponsor of the Spudcast, you know, but you can follow along and, and they're on like Facebook and, and what is that? Twitter and the one with the camera, or Instagram, they got a whole bunch of different ways for you to follow and just keep in touch with what's going on with uh, NASA and space exploration and, and, and walk in there and see what you can do to not only help, but also get a piece of the pie. And it's the same thing with all the rest of the stuff. It's not, it's not bad to make a profit. It's bad to skim and it's bad to, you know, take the money and run. But, you know, some of the stuff that Adrian wants to do is like, frankly, I'd be charging more if I was you, but that's just me. <laughs> I, I want to see some of the solutions get done. I'm, I really think New Orleans is, uh, we, we can't afford for the current leadership, to, lack of leadership to continue, as I like to call it. We, we have got to, to build uh, a safer New Orleans um, we're not prioritizing putting our money into the police department. Um, we're, we don't well, wait have a minute, wait budget. a minute. Let me ask you this, too. Yeah. I mean, there are cities the size of New Orleans who don't have as many police officers as we do. And yet we've got a much bigger crime problem than a lot of places do. I mean, is, is, is there some kind of statistics to point to about that? I mean, like we do Mardi Gras. Okay, we know how, frankly, how to handle crowds because most of the people from here who go to Mardi Gras know how to behave themselves. Although it just it seems like lately that's not the case. But why are other cities our size? I don't know about geographically, but our size uh, uh, personage wise, they don't have near the crime problems we got. So they don't have near the police force. It's because back in the day you had Richard Pennington come in and really work on two different things from a policing perspective. One was intelligent, smart policing. The other was community-oriented policing. And they didn't police harder. They just policed smarter. And they made relationships in all the communities so that their intelligence network, i.e., okay, well, you know, this person is – they had a much wider net of communities that were sounding off about what the problems were and where. Um, but we also have a, an issue of, you know, we're not putting an emphasis on public safety. Um, we, we have a very ingrained culture of, you know, well, who can we call to get so-and-so out of jail? And, and at the end of the day, uh, we, we simply have to disrupt that and New Orleans has got to be safe. Here, case in points, but uh, Mardi Gras Day, uh, I was down in the French Quarter for a meeting and uh, at, a, at a private establishment. It wasn't a public establishment. There had to be enough police cars lining Jackson Square Spud that I couldn't go 12 feet without seeing a police car. Now, that was to keep out business owners from opening up and patrons from coming in. 
two weeks after that, we had a double homicide on uh, Bourbon Street. Now, if you dial back a little bit, you will find that there was a, a coordinated effort between the U.S. Attorney's Office um, when Peter Strasser was here and local, different federal and, and, and state and local law enforcement, and they made a huge bust on the gang and the narcotic traffic that was here. Mm -hmm. And the mayor's chief of staff, Mayor Cantrell's chief of staff, went and bailed out eight of those people and had them had them bounced right out to jail. Now eight of the now six of eight of those people went on to commit further crimes. What is that saying to everybody when the mayor's chief of staff is bouncing people out of jail? What are you saying to police officers? What are you saying to communities? What are you saying to anybody when you do that? We have a culture that's okay with crime, and that's got to end. Yeah, well, it says uh, don't go into the city that much. <laughs> I know a lot of people that don't. I go in there. I'm not afraid to go in there, but I frankly go in there when I have to. I'm going to be in the city uh, later on today. Uh, We've got businesses that are leaving. They're going to Jefferson Parish. Oh, yeah, I know. We've got... 1,500 residents, you know, we're bleeding people to other places, and there isn't any reason why. New Orleans has six Class 1 railroads, the largest uh, break bulk port in the southern United States, riverine highway to the rest of the United States and the North Americas, and we've got a deep water port, and we have intermodal facilities like nobody else has. We simply do not uh, cash in on our assets mm -hmm. or monetize them. We don't manage it. We don't have any leadership, but Yeah, they don't you know. manage it. Well, because you're not going to attract, I mean, all this stuff would attract people to come and live and work here. But it doesn't attract them to live in the city. It attracts them to live outside and, and, and transport in, you know, the commute in. But it, huh. does, it doesn't, and I mean, Louisiana's education system can certainly be better. Well, always seem to be at the bottom of the pile of that one. Uh, I couldn't say 100% why. I'm a, I am a, I went to public school. Because I graduated back in '76, you know, so I'm old. Uh, things things but have changed since then. But West Lakeview, I, I, West Lakeview, literally, um, like three blocks away from the Jefferson Parish and the 17th Street Canal. Mm -hmm. And I still go walking in Lakeview all the time. And I cross over the 17th Street Canal right there by that Oyster Bar place on the right. Yeah. And, and the and the Bucktown Marina. But I can tell you, it's night and day. As to, as to how Jefferson Parish deals with their assets and monetizes them and things are nice and people want to be there. Look, it's, it's not going to change until everybody in New Orleans gets fed up with, you know, a mayor who leaves two dead bodies in a building for 13 months, doesn't do anything about it. She doesn't care about all the black mothers who are burying their kids left and right because of violent crime on the streets. We have no economy to speak of. She shut down every restaurant and bar in the city of New Orleans after we spent all this time say, oh, well, you know, restaurant and bars, that's our economy, folks. Those people are livid. Yeah. Go talk to the folks that have Dookie Chase and see how happy they are with the mayor. You know, this town is crying for a champion to step up and run and, and, and just show how every – be like, look, nothing personal. Who's going to run strictly this? business. Who's going to run? This city needs to go in a different direction. Well, who's going to run? You think? I mean, there's powers that be in this city, Adrian. You know that. They're going to put up the money for people to run. Who's going to run? What's I, what's the percentage you think that the mayor's going to get reelected? I say it's at least seventy percent. Right now, 
you're probably looking at, well, I mean, political logic has always taught me from my day when I used to run campaigns, any incumbent faces a 30% negative right off the bat. So 30% is never going to be with you. I don't care if, you know, you are, you know, Jesus Christ to be a, a, a really out there example. 30% of the people would still vote against him because they're like, well, I don't like Jesus today. And so then you have to cobble together another 21% to win a race. I'll tell you this. You know, there are people looking at the race, and I think that when they start challenging the lack of leadership and failures in this race, you are going to see her poll numbers dive into the dirt. If we have somebody who's well-qualified, who's from here, but I'm tired of somebody from Compton thinking that they know what New Orleans issues are. Well, and, Desiree was you know, from what, here. Okay, that would have been a great plus. It really would have been. Okay, but people perceive Desiree as being, you know, part of a political machine. And quite frankly, if everybody wants to hear it, it was the white uptown vote that didn't vote for her. That's what propelled Mayor Cantrell into office. Now, that same crew is a little bit peeved at the way things have gone. I think sewage and water board is a big concern. I think public safety is a huge concern. I think people are mad that the, the bars and restaurants and our economy got tanked. Uh, and for what? And what jobs do we have nine universities, nine four-year universities in the city of New Orleans, Spud? Mm. Where are these people going when they graduate? They're not they ain't going to New Orleans. No, they're not. They're not. Not many of them. Not anyway. Of course, we also have a lot of people of these fancy schmancy uptown people who don't go to college here neither. I mean, how many queens of carnival, the co-sort of of Rex, go to college in Virginia someplace? You know, none of you don't ever read to them going, hey, so-and-so started at Delgado and she's finishing up at Tulane and she's the queen of carnival. You don't hear that. Those guys ship no. them women out of here so fast it ain't funny. They come back Somebody and have a big deal, to- you know. Somebody from here, from New Orleans, with ties here, needs to step up and say, you know, uh, this, this past administration and too long, we're kicking the can down the road. We can't continue to do that. We, we're going to drown if we don't mm-hmm. because the sewage and water board literally is hanging on a thread. And this mayor has done nothing with what, the sewage and water what, board. Okay? She went to Aspen. Exactly. She went right? to Saint. She went to Saint Martin. I'm out of time. I'm out of time. One last. How can people find you? Uh, Presidio Strategic Solutions. Where are you at? PresidioStrategicSolutions.com online, or they can email me at AdrianBrunoGmail.com. You can find me on Twitter, uh, and I'm 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 myself on Facebook, which is a rarity these days. But you can find me on Facebook, Adrian Bruno. Uh, they kicked, they ain't kicked you off yet, huh? <laughs> it's no. coming. It's coming. It's coming. Yeah, let me, I, I got to go look, but let me tell you, I, uh, I got, I got COVID and Jerry Satanovich uh, got me the, uh, antibody infusion and I put it on Facebook that I got pumped full of the anti-corona cootie juice. Uh-huh. I said it just like that. And Facebook yanked my post, said I was spreading misinformation. So I'm going, you guys need to eat a piece of fruit. Anyway, Adrian, <laughs> great talking to you, man. I got a Thanks, boogie. Man. All right, man, wrap it up the Spudcast right after this. Bud here. Do your breakers keep breaking? Do you see a spark when you plug in your hairdryer? If you do, I want you to remember one thing. 
947-3392. That's Eugene Lawrence's number at E1 Electric. Let's face it, you don't know nothing about electricity, but Eugene does. A licensed and insured electrical contractor, over 25 years experience, him and his crew can do anything for you, from hanging a ceiling fan to rewiring an apartment complex. So before you hear this, you better hear this. Thanks for calling E1 Electric. How can we help you? E1 Electric, 504-947-3392. Spun here. On Friday, two friends told me they had COVID. Monday evening, I started feeling punky. Tuesday morning at 6.30, I was at Rapid Urgent Care getting tested, and by 7 o'clock, I was quarantined. Don't fool around. If you have any symptoms, let the professionals at Rapid Urgent Care diagnose your condition. They've got you covered with eight clinics from Baton Rouge to Bogalusa, from Metairie to Mandeville. You can even visit a doctor online. Mask up and get yourself and your loved ones tested at Rapid Urgent Care. Go to rapidurgentcare.com to find the clinic nearest you. So, okay, Adrian Bruno. So, uh, what do you think? Hire a company and have them run the Susan Water Board for 10 years and fix all everything, and then ten and get back to the politicians, and 10 years later, it's right back where we started. But at least for 10 years, we'll have good drainage. So, anyway, you can hear the uh, Spudcast here on Red Circle, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, on Amazon Music, Public Radio Stitcher. I'm on Twitter at SpudGotThat. And on Facebook, at Spud's Friends and Fans, Sean McConnell, and the Big TZ. You know what? <clears throat> if you want to uh, sponsor the Spudcast, or if you want to send directly to you in an email, you can contact me at thespudcastpodcast at gmail.com. Thespudcastpodcast at gmail.com. Tomorrow night on the Spudcast, just kick back talking to Jim Henderson, Hondo Henderson, former voice of the Saints. So we find out what he's been up to. But that's tomorrow night on a Spudcast. Till then, y'all watch out for the crazies, but I'm a gone pecan.